Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Kia ora and welcome to Business Desk Today, the daily podcast bringing you our top stories for the day ahead. It's Tuesday the 31st of October. I'm your host, Murray Jones. Later, we'll take a look at desalination technology and Christchurch Council's sea level rise risk. But first, ambitious grandstanding about sustainability has become so commonplace in corporate communications that it often now elicits as much cynicism as it does support. At Business Desk, we wanted to cut through the claims, targets and potential greenwashing and look at how New Zealand's biggest businesses are performing in terms of their emissions reduction. In advance of mandatory reporting requirements for the 2024 financial year, many companies have been publishing their figures for a number of years. As part of the NZX50 Carbon Insight project, Business Desk has collated the carbon emissions recorded in the last three years by the current index. In the most recent reporting year of each company, Fonterra was the NZX50's largest producer of carbon emissions, followed by Air New Zealand, Auckland Airport, Fletcher Building and Genesis. Together, they emitted 36.7 million tonnes of CO2 equivalent, with Fonterra contributing 70% of those. Our analysis found the output of the index emissions is not equally shared. For those reporting in 2023, the top five polluters made up 85% of the total emissions. The top 10 made up 96% of the index's emissions. Overall, performance in reduction is split down the middle. 18 companies reduced their emissions since their previous reporting year, while 17 increased their carbon output, and the remaining 15 have not published enough data to monitor up-to-date progress. Considering the 35 publicly listed companies that published total emissions figures for the past two years, there were 2 million more tonnes emitted in the past year compared to the year before. To read much more analysis and explore the data yourself, check out the NZX50 Carbon Insight project on our website. And keep an eye out for subsequent analysis, which will dig into the deeper contexts for the changing pollution levels, and we'll look at the best and worst practices around the NZX50. We're super stoked with that, and the support of our investors. That was a comment made by Supi founder Sarah Ball, speaking to Business Desk earlier this month about the apparent success of their recent capital raise. Founded by Ball two years ago, Supi had the intention of introducing competition to the supermarket industry through an online grocery business. It grew, according to Ball, to have 23,000 members by July last year and was sitting on around 72,000 as of this month, with 8,500 grocery items on its virtual shelves. Last July, the business valued itself at $20 million and forecast a net profit of $2.3 million in 2025. In a matter of weeks, that support appears to have vanished, with a key investor pulling out late last week and two of its three directors quitting on Friday. On Monday, voluntary administrators were appointed, with roughly 115 staff told they no longer had jobs, and Supi was likely to head for liquidation, owing $3 million. But, asks Riley Kennedy, can it be saved? Head to businessdesk.co.nz to read Riley's full breakdown. Now, time for a quick ad break. Welcome back. And a carbon capture startup based in both New Zealand and the United States 
has secured 1 million US dollars in venture capital from a sustainability-focused not-for-profit fund. Capture 6 was founded with the goal of commercializing technology that will both remove carbon from and desalinate saltwater. The company, which operates out of both California and Rotorua, was selected to join the latest cohort for Elemental Accelerators Investment, Ben Moore reports. Shortly after being incorporated in 2022, Capture 6 raised 4.5 million NZ dollars in its seed round while taking part in Creative HQ's Climate Response Accelerator. US-born NZ-based co-founder and director Luke Shores told Business Desk it raised further capital in bridge rounds, but he would not say how much. Now, the company is working on a major carbon capture and desalination project in Los Angeles County that will turn theory into impact. Shores said it would break ground on that facility around the middle of next year. And our last main story, a sea level rise of 20 centimeters would expose nearly 20,000 properties worth $14 billion in Christchurch and Banks Peninsula to coastal hazards. Oliver Lewis reports that the Christchurch City Council included the figure based on an average property price of $727,000 in its draft submission to the Environment Select Committee, which started an inquiry into climate adaptation before the election. Christchurch councillors are meeting to approve the submission on Wednesday. In the draft document, the council highlighted the enormous potential costs of coastal inundation, as well as private property that would be threatened by sea level rise of 20 centimetres the council put the replacement value of its own exposed roads and three waters infrastructure at $3.2 billion. To the markets, and the New Zealand share market had its seventh successive fall as it continued to be battered by increased interest rates and a weak New Zealand dollar. The S&P NZX 50 index recovered slightly in the afternoon and closed at 10,741.57 down 25.25 points, or 0.23%. The index has now fallen in 10 of the last 12 trading days and is down more than 6.4% for the year. There were 72 decliners and 50 gainers on the main board, and trading was again light with 20.49 million shares worth $61.54 million changing hands. That's all from us. Have a great Tuesday. Thank you.